Here at Doxaday Bloom, we are excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope that you enjoy today's message. So we're excited to dive into week two of our series called Disconnected. And in this week, we're going to discover what it actually looks like when we say these words, I pray in Jesus' name. I mean, you've heard it, right? You've heard how people have said it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we'll be healed. In Jesus' name, may there be you know, fruit in your life. In Jesus' name, will there be healing. We all hear these words in Jesus' name, but what does it actually mean? You know, when we say in Jesus' name, is there like some power from heaven that comes down? Or, or what does it actually look like when we say in Jesus' name? And you see, in this series, we're going to um, be focusing a lot about relationship with God because um, how we pray actually comes a lot from our relationship with God. Our positioning with God determines a lot about our perspective that determines a big way on how we pray. So if I ask the question, why do we pray in Jesus' name? You see, it's not for some magical power, you know, that at the end of your prayer, you say it and then it's like there's some magical power from heaven and now it's going to come true. No, uh, I think it's a bit more than that. It's, it's all about association at the end of the day. Now, the best way to explain association for me definitely is sports. I absolutely love sports. And the way that you can explain it is through the Springbok rugby team. You see, they are our rugby team. They represent South Africa. They represent me and you. And the thing is, when they win, I win. And when they lose, I lose because I represent them and they represent me. And here's the thing. When we say that we are, we are being represented by Jesus, Jesus represents who we are. We are saying in this way that we are praying in Jesus' name. You see, when Jesus says that He won on the cross, that He beat the cross, that He is a victor over sin and death, friends, because we associate with Jesus, because we have given our lives to Him, we now step into that same victory. We step into a place where we can actually say that we are victors over sin and death. And that's the invitation. That's the reason why we say in Jesus' name. Now, there's a bit more to it. And there's a few things I want to help us discover in it. But the first thing is this. It's understanding this, that there is a new victory. You see, when we say we pray in Jesus' name, I think the best way to illustrate this is this picture that I'm going to get one or two of our friends uh, to help out with us. And uh, it's, it's looking at the picture of Ascension Day that we actually celebrated this past Thursday. And there's a piece of scripture in Ephesians 1, and it says this, He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in heavenly places. Talking about Jesus. And it says, Far above all rule and authority, all power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only um, of this age, but also in the ones to come. He says He put, him all, he put all things under His feet. You see, and this is the picture we have of God, you know, on the throne and how Jesus is invited because of ascension, because of, you know, being uh, living and um, going through the cross, dying on the cross, being resurrected and being ascended to heaven. Jesus is now back with his father, seated next to his father. And they're back in this beautifully made heavenly relationship. Jesus takes his rightful seat next to God. It says this in Romans 8. It says, Christ is the one who died. More than that, not just his death, he has been raised, who is at the right hand of God. 
You see, Jesus is seated next to the right hand of the Father. There is firstly, the the first picture of that is intimacy. There's intimacy once again with Jesus and God. There's a, a true intimacy. No longer is Jesus proclaiming, Lord, why have you forsaken me? No, he's saying, Lord, you are closer than you've ever been before. We also see where Jesus now has clarity. There is a piece of clarity about what God's agenda and instructions is because he is closer than ever before. And not only that, but also authority. As it says that he's been given, you know, dominion over everything in this world, that everything, all the rulers and dominions and things of this world are under Jesus's feet because of this amazing victory. Hebrews 10 explains it even deeper. But when Christ had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. You see, Jesus took his rightful place next to God, right on the throne, because he knew that he was the victor over sin and death. But why? Why would Jesus do this? Is it to just reclaim a space for him? Or is there more to it um, in giving into this or making this new victory? happen? Were we actually included in this victory? Remember how the Springboks run the Rugby World Cup? Um, Me and you have also won the Rugby World Cup because we associate with them. You know, I didn't score a try or, you know, I didn't kick any conversion over. Man, I didn't even carry water onto the field. (laughs) But what I did do is I associated with the Springboks. So therefore, I am a World Cup rugby winner, just as you are. And in the same way, when it comes to us and, and to the things in around us that we might be struggling with, you see, it is not us that we try to fix it. It's not me that brought the sacrifice that is ultimate. It is not me that found salvation in the things that I've done. No, it is when I associate myself with Jesus. That is when we find true victory. And this is why Jesus came to do this, why He became the sacrifice so that we could go from this new victory into a new favor. Remember the picture, you know, of Jesus and God on this the throne together, you know, just having this conversation, being together, being close once again. I want to tell you this is that Jesus, He invites us into the conversation. He invites us to be a part of what He's doing. In Hebrews 9, it says, For Christ has entered into, um, into holy places made with, not made with hands, and, um, which are copies of true things. But He says, but He's gone into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Jesus walks into the throne room on our behalf to step before God. He is the way to God. And he says, but, um, but as it is, he has appeared once and for all to the end of the ages to put away sin and sacrifice of himself. What does this mean? Well, very simply put, Jesus, what He came to do on this earth is that He came down to us to represent us. That is why He comes down to this world. And what He actually does, He picks us up. He takes us into His own hands and He finishes the work of sin and death. He beats sin and death on the cross and through the resurrection. And then what He does is He takes us somewhere. He takes us to a place where we've never been before. You want to know where that place is? Ephesians 2 gives us that picture. It says this, but God um, in rich mercy because of the great love that He has for us. You see, this is all out of love from God. He says, even that we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Christ came down and started making us alive by grace that you have been saved. Then He says this, He raises us up 
He picks us up and seated us with Him in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. So what now? What does that actually mean? Well, it's this picture. As you saw, you know, Jesus picking us up and taking us to sit at the right hand of the God. This is what it looks like. It's a relationship between God, Jesus and myself. There is an intimacy that has been restored just as Jesus restored the intimacy. You see, it wasn't just for Him to restore His intimacy with His Father, but it was for us to be invited into that intimacy. It is not only that, but it's to give us clarity that when we pray, when we talk, it's not from a, we hope God can hear us space, but it's from a very close, very intimate relationship with God. It's in those spaces that we start transforming um, in our prayer life, understanding where we are positioned in this. You see this picture of Jesus being seated next to God is also my picture because I can be close to God because of what He has done. And the problem with that is, is that sometimes we don't believe that in our prayers, don't we? I mean, sometimes we look at God like He's far off and I need to pray to heaven. And when I pray to heaven, God will make things happen in my life. But here's the thing, it's not far off anymore. It is very close. It's actually closer than it's ever been before. Why? Because Jesus, He narrowed the gap. He went to fetch us and seated us at the right hand of God. You see, it's this picture of intimacy. This picture of intimacy is no longer this one where I'm praying to heaven from earth, you know, hoping that my prayers don't hit the ceiling, hoping that, you know, one day God will hear me shouting from the the floor of this earth, shouting up to heaven and saying, God, bring your glory down, do what you need to do. No, our perspective has changed because our positioning has changed. And this is what's changed is that we're no longer seated on earth looking up to heaven, but no, we are seated with Christ. That means with an intimacy with my father, as I talk with God, it is through the whispering, it's through the conversation, it's through the laughter, it is through the relationship with my God that I can see things from a different perspective. That's why when I start praying, there is a brand new agenda. Because of this new positioning and this new perspective, God invites us to a very very exciting thing, which is a new agenda. So we get invited to this new agenda that God has for us. Why? Because if we're sitting in this different space, where we're looking from a different perspective, man, we've got to pray different, don't we? Colossians 3 explains that it says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, where you are seated as well, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above and not things that are on this earthly world of us. What does this mean? Sometimes we read the scripture thinking it means, you know, I mustn't think bad things. I must just think good things. But it's not just that. There's more to it. It's understanding that we need to live from a godly perspective and not from our own perspective. That means that our positioning, again, determines our perspective is that when we are sitting with God and having a new relationship with God, that brings new standards into how we look at people, how we look at our jobs, how we look at our family, how we look at church, how we look at everything around us. Well, because we start seeing it through the perspective of God instead of our perspective. Could you imagine if your prayer life looked like this? It wasn't a prayer life where you thought and you, you thought to yourself, you know, God, you know, help that person because I think that's a good thing. No, where actually you sat and you had a conversation with God saying, God, so what do you want to do today? (laughs) 
So, so what do you want to do through my life? What, what do you want to come and talk through people? Do you, do you want me to go and share something because of this relationship that me and you can have? Now I start praying different because I start praying from God's perspective and not mine. And that helps me to see the world from His perspective and not my own. Because when I pray in that way, I don't say, God, will you help poor people that need help? No. I say, God, how can we be the, the answer <laughs> which you have put in my heart? How can I can show the world that you are the answer to this? How can we address this thing together? Why? Because we are seated in heavenly places. We are thinking with heavenly thoughts, with, with things that are of this heaven and not just of this earth. Um, and that helps us to have faith, right? Because when we look at a situation, we don't see it through an earthly situation. You know, that couldn't happen because budget's too little or that'll never happen. The weather's going to be too bad or, or whatever it may be. We don't look at it from an earthly perspective. No, we look at it from a heavenly perspective. We say, God, what are you going to do in this? What, what is your calling over this? Where will your hand be in this? And that helps us to see the truth, the truth that God wants to let us pray from His perspective. And this is how Jesus prays, right? Jesus invites us how to pray um, in Matthew 6. He has this moment. He kicks it off with relationship, right? He says, our Father, our Father in heaven. He doesn't say our Lord or our Master. Um, no, He says our Father. Why? Because He wants to start from a place of understanding this relationship is where you always pray from. Not a, not a relationship trying to look up to God and trying to prove anything. No, it's from a full-on loving relationship with the Father. That's where you pray from. And then he says, may your name honored as holy or hallowed be your name. And then he goes on, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, the, the, the earthly perspective is not the focus here. He says, may what's happening on earth also be what's doing in heaven. Whatever is in heaven, will you bring that to earth? As we are engaging in a new heavenly relationship with God, God, this relationship between me and you, what's happening here, how can we bring that? How can we make it practical to bring that to earth? How can we show that we are no longer praying from earth to heaven, but actually start showing people that we are praying from heaven, this relationship to earth? And this is the direction of living, a direction that gives life. So with this new victory, new favor, new agenda, there also comes a new authority. Friends, we live in a new authority because of what Jesus has done. And this isn't being, you know, um, prideful or anything. No, it's understanding where we are positioned because that helps us to look at how we have a relationship and a conversation with God. Matthew 16, verse 19, and, and it gives us beautiful uh, picture. It says this, I will give you the king, the keys to the kingdom of heaven, being Jesus. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus is the key to this kingdom of heaven. And he invites us to be a part of that. But when he says, you know, we're, we're actually loosening, loosing things in heaven and, and binding things and all those different things, what does this actually mean? It's this picture of having pipelines from heaven to earth, God bringing heaven back to earth, creating pockets of heaven on earth. And it's because of us in this relationship with God, we can now have a space around us that when we pray from a godly perspective, from this new heavenly perspective, when I pray for my family, when I care for um, people in my workspace, when I care about my friends, when I look at the person that might hurt me or even my boss, wherever I may be, I can be in a place where I can bring heaven down 
to earth, where I can actually bring the truth to earth. That's when I can bring things like love and faith and hope and joy and kindness and righteousness. Why? Because it's God's relationship with me. It's that closeness that brings life to these kind of conversations. See, faith is the value of what opens up God's pipelines to earth. It's saying, God, that we have faith that in this relationship with me and you, we can bring heaven to earth. We can bring your glory down. So maybe to get back to where we started, what does it mean when we pray in Jesus' name? Is it making my prayer a little bit more powerful? Or is it a good word that just, you know, feels good at the end of a prayer? No, it's not that. It is this, it's understanding that when we say we pray in Jesus' name, you're saying, I'm praying from the authority of my relationship with my Father. I'm praying being seated at the new space between me and my Father. I can now pray, I call God my Father. And because of this close relationship, because of this understanding, when I say I pray in Jesus' name, it reminds me, it reminds me that I don't pray in my own name. I don't pray in my own performance or my own authority. I don't pray for my own agenda, no, no. When I pray in Jesus' name, I pray with His favor. I pray with His authority. I'm seeking His agenda for the world around me. And I wanna encourage you that when you start praying these words in Jesus' name, let that be a reminder that it's not you speaking, it's not you being strong, it's not nothing to do with how good you are, but it's all because of how good Jesus has been, is and will be in your life. And understanding that, understanding that we are seated with Him, man, that opens up a new spectrum of relationship, that we can start speaking to God from heaven and bringing that down to earth from the heavenly place, bringing the truth to this world. I want to invite you that in your prayer time this week, and maybe even right now, that when you pray these words in Jesus' name, I pray that you'll be reminded that you're not far off. You're not trying to get energy or power into a prayer from somewhere else. No, it's when I say in Jesus' name, I realize, well, it's because of Him and His authority and what He's done, because of this closeness that I can pray these words because I'm close to Him. I can hear His voice. I can be with Him. And I want to invite you, may you understand that prayer is a place where you pray from a relationship with God and intimacy with God. Because if you pray from that space, man, prayer becomes exciting. Then it's not about mechanisms. It's about a man called Jesus. It is about God Himself. And I pray that prayer would no longer be a mechanism for you or a way to do things. It'll be a relationship and an understanding of where you stand with God. I pray that your relationship with God and your fellowship with God will grow. And I want to encourage you to pray this week, to pray in a way that you understand that you are seated at the right hand of God and that you could be close. You see, God doesn't sometimes come in the storm or it doesn't come in the fire or in the wind or the, the thunder. No, sometimes He just comes in a whisper because He wants you to be close when you hear Him. Let's pray together. Jesus, as we just hear your word today and hear what you're saying to our hearts, Jesus, we want to say thank you. Thank you for this new victory. Thank you for this understanding that we could be close to you because when we are close to you, God, something radical happens. It is our relationship with you that determines how we talk with you. And I pray that when we, when we get together with you this week and we talk with you, that it won't be one of trying to prove anything. It won't be one of a, a religious act. It wouldn't be a mechanism. It wouldn't be something we need to tick off a list. But Lord, I pray that it'll be out of relationship.
out of just spending time with our Father, just being with you. And in doing that, when we say we pray in your name, Jesus, we step into the full authority you have for us. And that radically changes everything we do when it comes to prayer. We want to say thank you, Jesus, that we're invited into this. And God, we can't stop <laughs> praying and being with you because it is so attractional being in a relationship with you. And I pray for every single person that your relationship with them would spark in this next season because of just having clean and open conversations with you, God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.